So welcome back again to the second part of our program this morning. My name is John Keenstow. Sean Ambrose is still joining me on the other end of the Skype line. And at this time of the year now when a, a very popular event takes place in Limerick every year, where loads of thousands of people used to go every day, never mind every week, to go and visit a very popular novena in Limerick, uh, the novena for a lady of perpetual help. And delighted to have on the phone to tell us what's happening about, uh, about that this year. Director of Mount St. Alphonsus, Father Seamus Enred. Good morning to you, Father. John, good morning, and thank you for having me on the programme. Coming on, Father. I know Father's going to go through and let us know what's happening in, red, in regard to the Novena this year. But I thought maybe it might be good to give people a little bit of a background as to the whole idea of Our Lady of Perpetual Help and so on and so forth. And as most of us would know, there's a famous icon, the icon or picture or icon, I would say, of to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Can you tell us a bit about the history of that, please, Father? Well, the history, the early history is obscure. Um, it was entrusted to the care of the Redemptress by Pope Pius IX in 1866. And he gave us a mandate when he gave us the, when he gave the icon into our care. He asked us to promote devotion to Our Lady as the Lady of Perpetual Health. So we've been doing that ever since. So shortly after the icon came into our care, um, they began making copies of it. So one of the, the first copy made was actually given to the Pope at the time. And one of the very early copies came to Limerick and it came here at the end of 1867. Now, prior to the icon being entrusted to our care, it was in the care of the Irish Augustinians in Rome. Um, they had set up a community in Rome during the penal times when it wasn't um, possible to live religious life in Ireland. So they'd had it in their care um, for quite a long time. But the legend, I suppose, is that it was stolen by a Roman merchant um, from a church on the island of Crete. And icons do come to us from the kind of Eastern church. It was stolen that he brought it home, that on his deathbed he asked his wife to put it in a church because he was repenting of his theft. And she promised she would. But then she fell in love with the icon herself and decided not to do anything about it. Now, this is, this, is, um, this is the story, how accurate it is. Historically, we just wouldn't be sure. But the tradition then is that Our Lady appeared to the mother-in-law of this woman and asked her to ask her daughter um, to place the icon in a church. And the mother-in-law wasn't successful in her efforts. But then Our Lady, the story goes, appeared to the woman's young daughter and asked her to ask her mother to place the icon in the church of St. Matthew. And, and the mother did. Um, as her daughter requested, the icon was placed in the church of St. Matthew. The church of St. Matthew was in the care of the Augustinians, but it was destroyed um, by the French when they invaded Rome um, in the revolutionary period after the French Revolution. And then it vanished from sight. The Augustinians had it, but they didn't put it in a public church. They kept it in their own private oratory. So the Redemptors then came along and um, in the 1850s to build a church in Rome and our mother house. And we built the church on seemingly very close to the site of where the old St. Matthew's church had been. And the people told us the story and they remembered the icon, but nobody knew where it was. 
And then one of the young um, redemptors, one of the young Roman redemptors, remembered that when he was an altar boy serving Mass in the Irish Augustinian Church in Rome, an old brother took him into the monastery one day to the oratory of the friars and showed him the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help and lamented that it was out of view. So a little bit of investigating went on and it was discovered that the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help was there in the care of the Augustinians. So our Superior General then went to Pope Pius IX and he asked Pope Pius IX to ask the Augustinians to transfer the icon into the care of the Redemptress. Um, and the Pope did, and I mean, what do you do when the Pope asks you to do something? The Augustinians handed over the icon. And the arrangement with the Pope was that we would give them another copy, another picture of Our Lady instead. But when Father Douglas, who was the rector of the um, house in Rome, the Redemptress house in Rome, went to Father O'Brien, who was the Augustinian prior, Father O'Brien said, we have lots of pictures of Our Lady and we really don't need another one, but we're in financially very difficult positions, so we'd appreciate a donation instead. So um, the Redemptress gave the Augustinians some money and the icon passed into our care. It needed to be restored. It was restored. So 1866, um, it began to be venerated in San Alfonso, which is our church in Rome. And as I say, a copy, the first copy to come to Ireland came to Limerick at the very end of 1867, and it's been venerated in the church ever since. In 1868 and 1869, the men of the Holy Family Confraternity, which had been founded at the beginning of 1867, they fundraised and they built the beautiful shrine as a home as a fitting home for the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So the icon has been um, venerated in the shrine in Mount St. Alphonsus in the church since 1867 and in the shrine since 1869 when the shrine was dedicated. And of course, um, it's become, I suppose in many ways you could say that the shrine is like the, the spiritual heart of Limerick. It's where people come um, when they're um, in trouble and People were very sad there for some weeks when the church was closed, but now we're open again in the afternoons for private prayer, and it's lovely to see a procession of people in and out um, in the afternoon um, praying in the church and visiting the shrine um, to, to venerate the icon. So from Limerick, it spread to the other Irish redemptors' houses around the country, and then redemptors from Ireland when they were going to New Zealand, Australia, Sri Lanka, the Philippines, and took the devotion to Our Lady of Perpetual Help with them. So we've been faithful, I think, to the mandate that St. Pope Pius IX gave us, make her known, he said, make her known, and that's what we're doing. And so since 1860... That's history now. Beautiful, thank you so much indeed. So from really from 1867, so there's been uh, the icon or a copy of the icon in the church in... Yeah. So it's, it's a copy of the original icon, but we would now see it as an icon. It is an icon in its own right. It's what we would now call the, the Limerick icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Um, I think people in Limerick would people in Limerick be almost offended if it was described as a copy now. It yes. has become yeah. so unique yes. to And so the Novena, did the Novena start up almost right away in Limerick, um, Father Seamus? Devotion. Devotion, yeah. So devotion had begun. Devotions to Our Lady of Perpetual Help begun almost right away. Um, I don't know exactly when the novena 
um, in honor of Our Lady of Perpetual Health began in, 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 in Limerick. But we do know that during the Second World War, there was an American Redemptorist serving with the American forces in the north of Ireland, and he introduced the Redemptorist in Clonard to the idea which was growing in the United States, to the idea of a perpetual novena, of a weekly novena. So that began in Clonard during the Second World War and spread very quickly to Limerick. So sometime in the 1940s, the, the weekly novena, um, the perpetual novena, as we call it, began in Limerick. And the, pre- the shape of the novena at present, the, the, the nine days as we have celebrated them, Father Vincent Kavanagh, I suppose, put that shape on it in 1972. So the devotion has been there since 1867, but it has taken different shapes and it has been, ex- been expressed um, differently at different times with the novena since the 1940s and the present shape of the novena um, since 1972. And so in more recent times, um, I mean, 10 sessions a day for nine days, nearly 100,000 people a day? Yeah, I remember remember when there were 12, um, and double sessions as well at some of the sessions. So, I mean, 10 is still a wonderful um, number to be celebrating, but there were 12, and maybe five or six of those 12 were double ones, I remember when I was a young redemptorist as well as the church, we would have had a marquee off the back of the church for the, and we would have run parallel sessions, um, but 10 sessions, yeah. This year we would have four sessions because it's online. Um, so we would have four online celebrations of the novena. Just come to that now in a second. But, 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 but well, uh, as well as people from the locality and, and neighbouring counties coming to visit and attend the novena, of course, a very popular attendance online, novena.ie, isn't that right? Novena.ie, yeah. yeah. And of course, since we closed the church, um, one of the interesting things really for us is that since we closed the church back in the middle of March, We've almost, I suppose, reinvented ourselves as a, as a virtual church with a virtual congregation. Uh, you know, we continue with the daily masses. We have online adoration. At 8 o'clock now this evening, we will have... Uh, on the evenings at 8 o'clock, we, we have the rosary. Um, and we have thousands of people joining us from all over the world. So we're in connection, I suppose, virtually with more people than we were... Um, physically with people before the church closed. So on an average weekday, we would have between four and 5,000 people joining us now. And at the weekend, that would go up to eight, eight and a half, 9,000 people. So it's for us. Uh, and we have very interesting contact with people, emails, um, letters, text messages, telephone calls um, from people all over the place. So um, even though we've been in lockdown and cocooned, um, we have been hugely in contact with people and that's been a blessing for us and it's just the wonders of technology and we're grateful for it. And so th- we're uh, hoping that during the Novena even more people will join us. And thank God for that. So we come to, we come to this year, Father Seamus, and um, Novena, as you said, it's, it's been slightly slimmed down. Or it's slimmed down a lot, I suppose. So t- tell us, for, first of all, what's the focus this year? Or the theme? I'm hoping a time of crisis. Okay, ideal, ideal. And the yeah. the sessions, um, Father, 
Eight is, well, we begin on the 19th of June and we finish on the 27th of June, which is the Feast of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And we'll have two celebrations in the morning at 8 and at 10, and then in the evening at 7.15 and at 9. So just having morning and evening ones because we want to continue um, opening the church in the afternoons for people to visit for personal prayer and also during the novena for people who are living within a uh, 20-kilometre radius of Limerick because I think that's the restriction that will be in place so that people within that radius will actually be able to come and visit the shrine and venerate the icon themselves if they want to. So it would be possible for people, as I say, within 20 kilometres of Limerick to actually follow the novena online and then in the afternoon come and, and pray before the icon in the church. People who are farther afield will just have to join us um, virtually online. And I'm delighted to, to, to have an agreement with yourself and West Limit 1 or 2. I spoke with yourself a number of weeks back. I know that there's an awful lot of people, including ourselves, who used to love to go into the novena every day and maybe a few times a week. And those people can't physically do it. But with thanks to West Limit 102 local radio here, um, I do have a programme on during the day now, and it's, it's on after the 1pm news here on West Limit 102 until 2 o'clock. So I asked Father Seamus, would it be possible if we were able to record the 8am session and I'll have that edited and sent into the station. So the, so the plan is on the first day, the Friday, the 19th, uh, on West Limit 102 here, we'll, we'll broadcast um, the recorded session, the 8am session uh, um, of, of the course. Novena. And then yeah. Monday, Monday, Tuesday... We'll begin on, yeah, we'll begin on Friday the 19th. And we'd be delighted if you were to do that. So you would do it on the Friday, Friday and then and not then on the Saturday and Sunday and pick up again on the Monday then. Monday through, through <coughs> to Friday again. Monday to Friday. That'd so be wonderful. so for be those delighted. people who don't have internet access, uh, I know, thanks be to God, there's some beautiful stuff on there, but there's no other people that, you know, that don't have it on. Um, but if people wanted to, want to send in petitions and so on and so forth, Father, there is oh, yeah, a facility online as they can, they can email them in or they can post them into us here. I think if they write to us, Redemptress Limerick will get us, or Redemptress Henry Street Limerick. But Redemptress Limerick should be enough. So let's give people really sufficient time because it's on the 19th of June, it starts. So therefore, if people do want to mail in their petitions, we'll be delighted and we'll put them at the shrine and we'll pray for them every day during the novena. So as I say, you can send them just Redemptress Henry Street Limerick. That should get us. Beautiful. So, again, novena.ie, 8 a.m., 10 a.m. That's the website, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 7.15 p.m. and 9 p.m. in the evening. But, of course, you can visit the church virtually um, 24-7. We stream stream all day. So people will be able to come in the afternoons to pray themselves. And people tell us that they find great comfort coming to pray late at night, early in the morning in the church. There are people who tell us they're, they're sick, they're distressed, they're unwell. And people make, I suppose, what you might call um, virtual visits to the church or virtual visits to the Blessed Sacrament. And these days, of course, um, these days leading up to the Novena, we have adoration online every day from 11 to 12. And we pray the rosary every evening at 8, as well as our regular Masses, and all at novena.ie. Father Seamus, thanks so much for, for really making those resources available for us, especially in these present times when people can't... Not, not at all. We're delighted, and we really appreciate your, we really appreciate, uh, your helping us in promoting us. And I'm delighted 
and that you're going to be able to broadcast some of the Novena celebrations because there is this digital divide. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. As you say, not everybody has internet access. Just remind uh, listeners again, it's after the 1pm news, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, West Limit 102. Father, at this point, thank you so much indeed for coming on. I will certainly, uh, certainly let people know over the coming days um, that we can bring it to them if they can't get there. But one of the most important things that people like to have uh, and to take part in, apart from the singing, of course, the singing was, was very popular um, in the Nevena, even those people, those of us who thought we couldn't sing, at least but sing anyway, when, when there was a few hundred people <laughs> singing around us. But the, one of the beautiful uh, experiences was praying of the Nevena prayer. Father, would you mind share, sharing that, uh, that prayer with us, please, before we go for a piece of music? Of course I will. Uh, Mother of Perpetual Health, with the greatest confidence, we come before your holy picture to be inspired by the example of your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. We think of you at that moment when, full of faith and trust, you accepted God's call to be the mother of his son. Help us, your children, to accept with joy our own calling in life. When you learned that your cousin Elizabeth was in need, you immediately went to serve her and offer your help. Help us, like you, to be concerned for others. We think of your mother at the foot of the cross. Your heart must have bled to see your son in agony. But your joy was great when he rose from the dead, victorious over the powers of evil. Mother of sorrows, help us through the trials and disappointments of life. Help us not to lose heart. May we share with you and your son the joy of having courageously faced up to all the challenges of life. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for need for that, Father Shamus, and thanks again for your time. I asked you to choose a bit of mu- a piece of music, and, and um, you chose one um, this morning by Bernadette Farrell. Bernadette Farrell, yeah, God Beyond All Names. Father, we'll, we'll certainly play this now as we leave this section, and again, God bless, and best of luck with the Divina. We'll keep you in prayers, and, and, and please keep ourselves in prayer. And, we, and we'll do it again. John, thank you very much. And so we'll miss seeing you at the Novena this year, but we look forward to joining we'll virtually. keep an eye on you at novena.ie. God beyond our dreams, you have stirred in us a memory. You have placed your powerful spirit in the hearts of humankind. All around us we have known you, all creation lives to hold you. In our living and our dying, we are bringing you to birth. God be. 